World's on fire. Our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Hey, I'm sorry for the fact that the stadium is missing behind us, but uh, they, they just blew up a big thing here in, in up in Ohio, in northern Ohio. And we're cleaning the stadium today. So we got everybody out there brushing off the seats and getting all the all the soot and every, everything out of there. So uh, if you look at this ugly green screen, that's that's why we have it there. Move your camera farther away from you, somebody says. Well, I can't really move my camera farther away from me. David and I could go back farther, but then I like to do this and I like to get in your face. So I'm going to stay right where I am. And you guys are going to have to swallow it the best you can. So what would revival really look like? You know, I'm following what's going on down there in, in Asbury and, uh, wondering a lot of people going down there, uh, people lining the streets to get in. And and uh, I'm, I'm not uh, taking a position one way or another, whether it's a good revival, fake revival, none of that kind of stuff. The question would be, what would, what would it look like? What would revival in a, look like? And would revival in America be something, I'm just asking now, is it something that's only going to take place inside the church? Or if a revival really hits, Hmm. Is it going to be confined just inside that chapel? Because it's crazy, isn't it? Hmm. I'm watching it, and everybody's trying to get in. Hmm. <laughs> Why are you trying to get in? What, what, what do you mean? You, you want to get in there? They're, no. they're, they're selling tickets. <laughs> they should be, they should like, be selling it's tickets. It's like a rock right? concert. You know, They're selling tickets. So I don't want to be a, a, ne- a negative nanny here or whatever, but uh, I, pray, I pray revival hits. I would pray it does. Hmm. But I think we, we have to understand this. We've got really, really careful. We have mm-hmm. to test the spirits. What is the spirit of that mm-hmm. revival? And one of the things that really, really concerns me, it'd be really great if it started with the youth. It would be really, really great. But I want to ask you this. What do you think the kind of Christianity that the average 20-year-old has received? Mm-hmm. What, what kind of Christianity, right? Mm-hmm. Would, would revival to them being more and more love, 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 Jesus loves you, non-judgmental, what, what, what would it look like? So, I pray God pours out his spirit and God uses that down there. But folks, uh, stop chasing signs. It's like Doc, Doc, Doc Goslin told me, I said, should I go get my, get my PSA? By the way, I went to the doctor yesterday. PSA was really good, nine, 92 or something like that. So should I start chasing numbers, Doc? In other words, do we start chasing the revival? Is, is revival something we go to? Mm-hmm. Or is it something that happens within us? Mm-hmm. And if that revival happens within us, what would it look like? Mm-hmm. What is the what is the outward working of the Holy Spirit in a real revival? And so those of you that are watching what's going on down there, and we all are. And in fact, David said he might stop. He lives down that way. He may mm-hmm. stop by there on the way down home today and see what's going on. But I saw last night they're lined up for blocks mm-hmm. trying to get into these two chapels, chasing, sorry, chasing signs. Yeah. We could have revival right here, couldn't we? We could. Well, yeah. we're having revival. We are having They're revival. You're reviving people. Uh, you know? Hey, Spencer, uh, that's a good idea. Look up, go to Mr. Webster. What what is it? What's a revival? What is that? What does that mean? To, to revive. 
revival. To, from bring back from the dead. To return, recall, recovery to life from death or apparent death. Mm-hmm. Well, we know this. The church has been dead, so mm-hmm. uh, could use a little bit of life, couldn't it? Mm-hmm. A return or a recall to activity. Okay. Uh, Spencer, pull up repent. What does repent mean? What, what is repent? Uh, what is that? Coach? Feel pain or Feel, sorrow. Okay. Or That's my question. Yeah. <laughs> Revival is hunky-dory cotton candy, which is what the kids have been fed. Right. Repentance is what it's sorrow regret so don't talk to me about revival until i hear about repentance repentance leads to it revival. leads to revival right. my, yeah my 15 year old son coach 16 today happy birthday Abe. he tells me he says dad i'm going to asbury i said you're what he says all my friends are headed there coach we got to be careful mm-hmm. this could be a cultural satanic culture yeah, we gotta be we gotta be careful happy birthday betty perkins by the hey, way Hey, happy birthday betty Betty's 28 today, and so uh, we're glad you're there. But this is, this is all important, right? Re- repent leads to revival. I don't think revival leads to repentance. So we have to be careful that we don't get the – and, folks, think about the, the, the modern Christianity that's being spread is what? Right. God is love. In fact, I saw several signs of people standing out in front of Asbury holding signs saying right. what? God is love. Right. right. As if that's the only characteristic that God has, right? Yep. <laughs> right? So – I I pray the Lord's pouring out His Spirit. I I pray, but I pray it's the right Spirit, right? That, I mean, that, that's kind of really where we are. What would it look like, really? What would what would see? I think if revival started, abortion would end. See, I, that's the way that's the way my mind works, right? It would be an outworking revival. Would be right. an out. Go back to revival rather than repent a second. It would be an outworking of something inside of you, isn't it? A return or recall to activity in a state of languor as the revival of spirits to recall, to return or recovery from a state of neglect, oblivion, obscurity, or depression as the revival of letters or learning renewed and more active attention to religion, awakening of men to the spiritual concerns. Boom. Huh? Mm -hmm. Let's pray that's going on. But if it's going to be more of what was that guy's name? Todd, whatever that Todd, what was that guy's name down there in Florida? Slapping people on the head and the the the, the uh, Brownsville revival. You remember that? Oh yeah, yeah. Huh? That Todd, turned out to be a farce. It turned it? out to be a farce, right? It turned out to yeah. be a farce. So I'm thinking that a real revival. Are you ready? There's going to be fruit. There'll be more than just people in a in a church swinging flags. Mm-hmm. And kids on their knees raising their arms. I pr- I pray that all happens, but we gotta be really really careful, right? Gotta be have some great great discernment, great discernment. Pray God's doing something. Somebody had their hand out there. Craig Mickle, go ahead. Well, Coach, uh, both of you were there. Uh, there were six things on September twenty sixth, twenty twenty two at Gettysburg. Maybe yeah. we can drop a couple flyers off of a calling to the people down there. Wow, Craig, that would be that. That would be a good thing to start on those six things that we came up with. Well, you're always on it, man. You're mm-hmm. right. You're right. So I'm at, again, Craig, I'm asking, what would revival look like? What would it look like? Right. Now, here's great news. People are really, really hungry. <clears throat> but are they hungry for a McDonald's hamburger or are they hungry for a real piece of sirloin? And I'm afraid they're going to get McDonald's or White Castle. What about us vegetarians? We... <laughs> you got uh, garlic. You got <laughs> <laughs> I say God's like garlic. It's good for you, but he's very offensive. You know? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to steal that. God's <laughs> like garlic. 
but he's very, very offensive. He's good for you, but he's offensive. Yeah. So uh, look, a little different, a little different in here today. I never have guests two days in a row, you know, back to back. Charles Jennings uh, yesterday, I don't know if that's settled in your spirit yet. That was one of the most profound, profound, I mean, mm-hmm. this is something. you need to go back, all of you need to go back and listen to that again. Mm-hmm. Because what was it, folks, Myra, if you could, Spencer, what was the scripture that Myra, see, Myra reads the scripture and we pray before the show. Okay, folks? Mm-hmm. What was Myra's scripture this morning, Spencer? Can you find that for us? Where was it, Myra? Romans nine six through nine. Now, friends, I'm just going to I'm going to let yeah, David Romans six read. through nine. I'm going to let David Hevner read this, and mm-hmm. I want you to think about what you heard from Charles Jennings yesterday. Okay, because you know that when we come here to Coach Dave live, we're digging for the truth. I don't care what your theology is. I don't care what mine is. If my theology is wrong, I want to know it. I don't want to continue to follow a lie just because it makes me feel better. Who wants right. to do that, right? Right. So thinking about what Charles Jennings said to us yesterday, David Heaven is going to read uh, Romans 9, 6 through 9. Okay. Not as though the word of God had taken none effect, for they are not all Israel, which are of Israel. They are not all Israel, which are of Israel. So in other words, not everybody in Israel... Is Israel. Is Israel. And not everybody outside of Israel is not Israel. It's not Israel. Right. Okay. Exactly. Go ahead. Okay. Keep yeah. going. Neither because they are the seed of Abraham are they all children. So it's not physical. No. Just it's spiritual. Because, this is a spiritual. Thing. Just because their lineage came from Abraham right. doesn't make them, they ain't God's children. I, I, folks, I'm just reading. We're just reading. Yeah. It, but it doesn't mean that God doesn't deal with things uh, in the material location That's right. there are certain things that are location but so, not necessarily this well so israel this these people here the seed of abraham they could be muslim mm-hmm. they could be jewish they could be they could be atheistic mm-hmm. they could be a lot of things right because why he's going to explain to us here mm-hmm. here it is but in isaac shall thy seed be called that's the key in isaac they it's it splits here that is they which are the children of the flesh wait a minute those who are Jewish by birth. Can I mm-hmm. say that? Or Hebrew. How about we use the word Hebrew? Mm-hmm. Those who are Hebrew by birth. What's it say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in Isaac shall thy seed be called. That is, they which are the children of the flesh, these are not the children of God. But the children of the promise are counted for the seed. Wow, 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 wow. For this is the word of promise. Mm-hmm. At this time will I come, and Sarah shall have a son. Mm-hmm. That's right. Wow. Nine. Right. Amen. Amen. So yeah. that, that was a pretty profound show yesterday. I, I suggest all of you share it with others. By the way, I just saw Dale Dale uh, put in the chat, and I couldn't agree with you more. I, hey, I'm not making light of the move of God. I, I pray God's moving, right? I pray he is. I'm just saying we need to discern, just discern exactly what's going on. Saxon, Isaac, Saxon, Bob, you got it, dude. I love this show. Reggie, go ahead. Get you in here, then we're going to dig in there. Reggie, Ooh. Mike McKee, go ahead. Hey, David. How are you? It's good to see you. Hey, good morning. Good to see you, Reggie. Hey, um, Coach, going back, I know I don't want to break up your flow, but we were talking about that Ashbury thing. The, one of the things I was thinking about immediately when I started hearing about this, and it worries me, is there's there's a, I guess you could say it's a system, it's a project, it's a programming, it's a mass programming, but they used it on a lot of the monarchs and the um, individuals to test it out. But it's like, I want to call it like, 
Project Pied Piper, but I don't think that's what it's called. I can't remember. It's been years, but it was a false voice that people would hear and an experience, but it's a um, programming and they were going to use it for like, like the Pied Piper, kind of like the future. Hey, follow me. It's the Holy Spirit thing. And I'm like, this is that. That's what concerns me about all that's going on over there. I'd be like, yeah, well, okay. So let's, let's say, look, folks, let's say it's a real revival. I pray it's a real revival, right? Yeah. We just have to be careful again of infiltration, people coming in and taking it another direction, right? It, look, listen, as I, as I said at, uh, at Mars Hill, I believe it was, uh, if this is of God, ain't nobody going to stop it, right? right? And if it's not of God, we're all going to know soon, right? Right? And I, same thing, right? Yeah. Just, Boom. just I'm not, uh, I'm not making light of anything. I pray for revival. I pray mm-hmm. for it. I do. I do. Mike McKee. Hey, Coach, I really want to thank you for having Pastor Jennings on yesterday. I spent all yesterday afternoon on his TV programs, on his, I called his uh, number and ordered the uh, publication and some papers, uh, his wife. I really, I really appreciate that. I look forward to him coming back. Amen. And he looks forward to coming back. It was a great, great show. Thank you. uh, uh, Come on in, Dale. Thanks, Mike. Amen, Coach. And and I say that because revival can happen at anywhere, to any time, at any person. Absolutely. Um, I I spoke with Flip Benham on the phone uh, the day before yesterday. That's where he graduated from theological seminary, was there. Mm -hmm. And that's what I wanted to know, because I know he has connections there. And his his first thing, Coach, was this. He goes, if you watch what had happened there, it was a student simply getting up and repenting before the lord brother that is revival that is that is is the key thing of it now we're seeing young people hungering and they're coming forward this isn't a this isn't a light show matter of fact the lights are on there's no dimming of lights trying to stir the emotion of people will evil men creep in unaware absolutely when we talk about uh the uh, Brownsville revival. That's where Ante got saved. <laughs> that's where you, yeah. and you know, Ante brother, let me tell yeah. you what, that's the real deal. We have to be cautious. This is what the Pharisees did when John the Baptist came out in the wilderness. What do they do? They were like, what is, what is this? What is this? God, listen, when God moves and I, I agree there, there will be those who try to creep in. There will be those right now. It's just, it is what it is. And people are hungry. And what I do understand Another university is happening to right now is Lee yeah. University. Brother, let me that. tell you what. I want this to happen. Me Are too. they going to get it right? Probably not. You know, will evil men creep in unaware? Probably so. But brother, I am not going to extinguish when a young college kid is repenting before God because revival isn't what we call it to be. We're not the measuring rod to say this is or this isn't. Amen. I didn't mean to do that. I, oh, I know just, you didn't. I, I, yeah, I, mean, I get it, man, because our hearts are grieved, Coach. We've seen so much, yep. right? And and Todd Bentley is a prime example. And oh, one of the things I'll, I'll side off from that is Ted, Todd Bentley, because the word was that he was going down there. He wasn't going down to the speak. Matter of fact, the college told him, he says, you're, we're not welcoming you here to speak whatsoever. You're more welcome to come, but you're not welcome to speak. Amen. 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 Love all you, right, I'm gonna, love I'm gonna, show, and absolutely, we should always discern things through that, through the Spirit. But at the same time, hey, how about we we pray <laughs> for revival to hit these young people who are our next generational leaders? That's right. I'm, I'm with you, man. Huh? 
I'm, well, I'm, well, Coach, I'm, that, that, that's, kind, that's kind of what I was saying. <laughs> Maybe we were the ones that were helping to plow the field back in September 26 yeah, for this to happen. Yep. You know, just like the Georgia guides and all the other things, you know, we just yeah. got there ahead of time. Amen. Amen. You have so been look, the tip of the spear, Coach. You have been the tip of the spear in many of these things, no doubt I about so it. Too. Amen. Amen. So I want to get David. Go ahead real quick, Julie. Come on in, Julie. Good morning. Um, yeah. you know, it then says, after, listen, after Julie speaks, everybody be quiet. <laughs> Go ahead, Julie. You know, it says in the last days that there'll be a great pouring out of the Holy Spirit. Is this yeah. is what happening? I don't know. But, is this this is that. This is is this that? <laughs> that's that's the question, right? Right. Uh, so let's pray. Because it does begin with repentance. Without the, you know, without repentance, it's it's all blowing. So I got David Heavener with me. DavidHevener.tv, pull his website up there. Most of you know who David David is. Uh, David's a filmmaker. David understands Hollywood, Hollywood. He understands what's going on, probably in a perspective that most of us really don't don't have any understanding of it at all. The Last Evangelist is making a series called, the first first, uh, production was called The Last Evangelist. Made that, what, a year ago, David? Yeah, about a year ago. About a year ago. Mm -hmm. He's getting ready to make the second of a one which is called uh it's called the insertion the insertion uh, yeah. last evangelist episode the insertion. The insertion yeah talk a little bit about that david what you doing yeah well they can get more information on uh, lastevangelist.com but basically this tv series got laid in my heart to make it like csa meets the book of revelation if you notice if you watch csi it's culture it's the current events of what's happening today mixed with um uh, mixed with the law enforcement, uh, coming from law enforcement. Well, God said, take the current happenings of today, the culture, and apply it to prophecy, apply it to, to biblical truths. And so what is it about? It's about church lockdowns, episode one. It's about taking the vaccine, forced vaccine. It's about them changing the Bible, uh, government Bibles. You can see this is episode two. And uh, it's about the insertion. Folks, they will, it, it, it talks about putting something in your body and how it's going to orchestrate the vaccine to actually become something in your body. I don't want to give the story away too much, but then it talks about government Bibles. You're going to have to trade in your King James for the new government sanctioned Bible. And I believe this hits, Coach, it hits uh, markets and, and, and people that would never come to church, never even be with us like this. It's not you know? cheesy. Not cheesy. Hold the cheese. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead. I, I, yeah. No, not cheesy. And this is what I have a problem with a lot of Christian movies is it, it's cheesy. And I don't like cheese. And, uh, you know, it's like I looked at my wife and I go, this is a good movie, honey, but it's not real. Or it's too syrupy. Like, you know, <laughs> hold the syrup. Yeah. Because you know? I'm not a syrup guy, you know. Uh, so with a Bible in one hand, a gun in the other, this cop sets out to figure out what's going on. And, and it's true life. It's like I play a character. It's not like all of a sudden, coach, I, I heard from God. I heard his voice. Now I'm doing exactly what God tells me to do. I'm like all of us trying to figure it out mm-hmm. one day at a time. You know what I'm saying? And so anyway, this has been on my heart for a long time. So David was in Hollywood. He left yeah. Hollywood. And the Lord said to him, what are you doing? I put you in Hollywood. Get back in there. So David's working hard from within the system, folks, within the system. Explain that, Dave. Yeah. You see, it's like uh, the um, the Grammys two weeks ago. I got calls. Uh, I think Craig called me on the um, on the, uh, the, the, the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Well, demonic worship, you know, what's happening is these mass 
things that people watch, they throw demonic worship. They sprinkle it, you know, uh, about that. Now, I looked at it and I said, yes, it is demonic worship, but what is the agenda? Well, the Grammys, they were promoting transsexual. You know, uh, Smith uh, was a non-binary. Uh, Kim Pietras, she was uh, singing with them. She was actually she's a, a trans- he. She's, she's a, a he. he. Right. They were not. Yeah. I said, this isn't just about uh, uh, worshiping Satan. I mean, he dressed up in a red Halloween costume. It's ridiculous. And, and I said, folks, these are broken people doing evil things. You must understand, we can't attack people. We have to attack the sin, the demons, and we have to remember that we could have, we were all where they were at one time or could have been, except for the grace of God. So I was talking in the discussion David and I were having last night. I brought up um, Miley Cyrus. I don't know how many of you out there, I spoke a little bit about it yesterday. Miley Cyrus is the son, a daughter of Billy Ray Cyrus, right? Mm-hmm. Achy, breaky heart. Christians. Billy Ray Cyrus was a Christian. Mm-hmm. And Hannah Montana, or Miley Cyrus started out as Hannah Montana. I got the right one, don't I? As this little Disney girl. This is little sweet, sweet, sweet right. Disney girl. Right. And somewhere along the line, she morphed into this girl, tattoos herself, pulls all of her clothes out, gyrates, shows her, her goods and all that kind of stuff, and sit back and say, God, what the heck's that all about? And then I got thinking about not only Myri Cyrus, but the other one. What's that other one's name? Oh, Britney Spears. No, or her too, yeah. but the, uh, um, who is it, Michelle? Anyway, and David said something to me. He thought, wow, wow. He said, Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Yeah. He said, they're just, Katy Perry started out singing in church. Her mom and dad are pastors. And David broke it all down for me. He said, Coach, they're just broken people. They're just broken people. Now, ask yourself this, those of you out there who are holier than all of us, how many of you don't have a lost sibling, lost child maybe, a lost child who would jump at the opportunity to be nationally famous, a lot of money, pictures everybody, where everybody worshiping everything you say, every step you take, how many lost people would not thrive on that? And David said, that's Hollywood, right? That's Hollywood. You know, if you look at my movies the past 20 years, you will see where I have fallen into the cracks, into the darkness. So see, who am I to ever say to somebody? Do you follow what I'm saying? Where I come from. And God put me in that place. He said, David, you can't. So there are broken people doing evil things, folks. Now, religion that does it intentionally to deceive people, that's evil people doing broken things. <laughs> so we, we gotta you know we gotta differentiate that. So not not every even though you gotta serve somebody, right? Not every one of these people are serving Satan. They're just doing they're getting paid and they're doing well, but some of them are. Yes, they, they're all serving Satan, but the question is, uh, do, are they doing it intentionally or are they just broken and they don't know? Uh, I say most of them are broken. They don't know. But, but the but, top, the top, the, the guy's top, pulling the strings. The top. That's what, And that's what I'm telling uh, we as Christians, we we got to stop going after the pawns and going after the, the, the privates. We got to, when I say privates, I mean military. We got to go for the generals. You got to go to the top. You got to pray against these people at the top. You got to start praying against evil forces at the top, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Spiritual powers above, and it's, that's what we got to start. It's not Miley on. Cyrus; it's no. whoever's pulling the strings above it's, Miley. Like, like we yeah. talked the other day about the uh, the lady at the Super Bowl. I can never Rihanna, right? Rihanna. Where did they pull her? They pulled her out of the junk heap, didn't they, Dave? She yes, hadn't she did. hadn't been anything for ten years. Now, who did? 
Who pulled well, her out? Well, of well Jay Z has nation records. You got to keep an eye on that. I did. I talked about this on my show. Who are the generals? I look at the generals because you know I come out of this background. I know who the the guys are. Folks, listen to me. The Jews used to own Hollywood, and people still think they do. They don't. China owns Hollywood. China came in about 10, 15 years ago, bought the Jews out. There's still a few Jews in. They use those as front men. But China mm. owns Hollywood. And people say, we got to pray against China coming into the United States. And I, what are you talking about? They're already here. They own the United States. <laughs> are you kidding me? They own the United States. They own a lot of the property around here. They own most of uh, pharmaceuticals. Uh, pharmaceutical. I mean, you. And so, look, we as Christians, I'm talking about me, we've got to wise up. We can't fight this war with yesterday's weapons. You know what I'm saying? We got to wise up a new level of evil intelligence. We need a new understanding of God's, of the mind of Christ and Amen. use it. Okay, so look, I'm going to read something here for you. I, look, they always said, they always told me when I was doing radio, whoever they are, uh, there's nothing worse than reading. Nothing, people don't want to read. But this is really, really kind of important. So I want to, I want to read this with you. If you could, Spencer, pull that up there from... Uh, uh, where, did I send it alone? Uh, no, the Google, the Google thing. Yeah, yeah. Make us make this big so we can read it. I got this, by the way, from Charles Jennings yesterday. Okay, so I'm going to read this, and then I'm going to open it up, and we can we can come in here. Okay, America's setting sun, author unknown. Men like nations think they are eternal. What man in his twenties or thirties doesn't believe, at least subconsciously, that he will live forever? In the springtime of youth and endless summer beckons. And as you pass 70, that'd be me. It's harder to hide from the reality as you look around, you lose your friends and your relatives. Nations also have seasons. Imagine a Roman of the second century contemplating an empire that stretched from Britain to the Near East, thinking this will endure forever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, forever was about 500 years. Mm. Not bad, but it ain't forever. It's mm -hmm. gone. Yeah. France was pivotal in the 17th and 18th centuries, and now the land of Charles Martel this is on its way to becoming part of the Muslim Ummah. In the 19th and 20th centuries, the sun never set on the British Empire. Now the White Cliffs of Albion exist in perpetual twilight. In the 1980s, Japan seemed to be poised to buy the world. You guys remember that? Remember when you used to mm -hmm. go, when we were kids, my mom would say, oh, that's that's cheap. That's Japanese. That's Japanese. You yeah. guys remember that? Yeah. Huh? Mm -hmm. Right? So in the 1980s, Japan seemed to be poised to buy the world. Mm -hmm. Business schools taught Japanese management techniques. Today, it's low, Japan's low birth rate and its aging population that an industry exists to remove the remains of the elderly who die alone. Mm -hmm. Japan is dying because they didn't reproduce. Mm -hmm. So from greatness to obscurity, this is from Charles Jennings now. In 1980-45, the midpoint of the 20th century, America's prestige and influence was never greater. Thanks to the greatest generation, we won a world war fought through most of Europe, Asia, and Pacific. We reduced Germany to rubble, put the rising sun to bed. It was the stage for almost a half century of unprecedented prosperity. Mm -hmm. We stopped the spread of communism in Europe and Asia and fought international terrorism. We rebuilt our enemies and lavished foreign aid on much of the world. We built skyscrapers, sent rockets to the moon. We explored the mysteries of the universe and the wonders of DNA, the blueprint of life. But where is the glory that was once America? We've moved from a relatively free economy to socialism, mm. which has worked so well nowhere in the world. We've gone from a Republican government guided by the Constitution 
to a regiment of revolving elites. We have less freedom with each passing year. Like a signpost to the coming reign of terror, the cancel culture is everywhere. We traded the American Revolution for the Cultural Revolution. Mm. Vinny, boom! Boom! The pathetic creature in the White House is an empty vessel filled by his handlers. At the G7 summit, Dr. Jill had to lead him like a child. In 1961, when we were young and vigorous, our leader was to, you guys remember that? John F. Kennedy, a new generation has been born, right? 1961, right? We were young and vigorous, and our leaders were too. Now a feeble nation is technically led by the oldest, weakest man to ever serve in the presidency. We can't defend our borders, our historical monuments to past generations, or our streets. Our cities become anarchist playgrounds. We're a nation of dependents, mendicants, and misplaced charity. Hopeless veterans camp in the streets while illegal aliens are put up in hotels. Somebody out there say amen. Amen. Huh? Amen. 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 The President of the United States can't even quote the beginning of the Declaration of Independence. He says, you know the thing. Ivy League graduates routinely fail history tests that fifth graders could pass a generation ago. Yeah. Crime rates soar, and we blame the Second Amendment and slash police budgets. Our culture is certifiably insane. Men who think they are women, people who fight racism by seeking to convince members of one race that they are an inherently evil, and others that they are perpetual victims. The psychiatrist lecturing at Yale said she fantasizes about unloading a revolver into the head of any white person. We slaughter the unborn in the name of freedom while our birth rate dips lower each year. Our national debt is so high that we can no longer even pretend that we will repay it. It's a $30 trillion trillion monument to our improvidence, lack of foresight, and failure to provide for the future, and our refusal to confront reality. Mm -hmm. Our entertainment is sadistic, nihilistic, and as enduring as a candy wrapper thrown Mm -hmm. into the trash. Our music is noise that spans the spectrum from annoying to repulsive. Somebody say amen. You don't have to. Amen. We spout our rejection of belief in morality and biblical values. Patriotism is called an insurrection. Treason is celebrated and perversion sanctified. A man in blue gets less respect than a man in a dress. Wow. Wow. We are asking soldiers to fight for a nation our leaders no longer believe in. How meekly most of us submitted to Fauciism, the regimen of face masks, lockdowns, sanitizers, shows the impending death of the American spirit. How do nations slip from greatness to obscurity? Fighting endless wars that they can't or won't win. Accumulating massive debt far beyond their ability to repay. Refusing to guard its borders and allowing itself to be inundated by alien hordes. Surrendering control of their cities to mob rule. Allowing indoctrination of the young. Moving from the Republican form of government to an oligarchy. Losing national identity. Indulging indolence abandoning God, faith, and family, the bulwarks of any stable society. In America, every one of these symptoms is pronounced, indicating an advanced stage of a terminal disease. Mm. Even if the call seems hopeless, do we not have an obligation to those who sacrificed so much and gave us what we have now? I'm surrounded by ghosts urging me on, the battered bastards of Bastagon, the starving men of the Bataan March, those who served in the cold hell of Korea, the boys who went to the jungles of Southeast Asia and came home to be reviled or neglected. 
during dark, Britain's darkest hour when its army was trapped in Dunkirk and German invasion seemed imminent, Churchill reminded his countrymen, nations that go down fighting rise again. Those that surrender tamely are finished. I don't want to imagine a world without America, even though it becomes increasingly likely. If we let America slip through our fingers, if we lose without a fight, what will our posterity say of us? While the prognosis is far from good, only God knows if America's day in the sun is over. Boom. That's profound. Coach, hey, Coach can you put that in the chat? Put that in the chat. That is that is profound. Hey, Glenn, that'd be one to send to your pastor out there. Amen. <laughs> I'm getting that out. Uh, amen. Amen. Because that's where we are, right? That's where we are. And it's one of the points that David made again. It's a spiritual battle, folks. It's not the politics and not any of that stuff. It's the Psalm 2. Real quickly, Spencer, can you pull it up there with Psalm 2? And then I'm going to open it up. If you want to get in here, jump in here. Uh, you can ask anything. You ask David anything. Uh, why do the heathen rage? Huh? Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? Remember, vain means empty, without substance, meaningless. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, See, it's not Miley Cyrus. It's not uh, Rihanna. It's the kings of this earth, the ones that are above. Let, let us break their bands asunder, cast away their cords from us. But he that sits in the heavens is going to laugh. The Lord's going to have him in derision. We're in the midst of that. And whether you think there's a rapture, whether you think it's the end of America, we have an obligation to those who came before us to stand up and fight now in honor of the fight that they gave. We have to, we have to, we have to rekindle that spirit. Go on in, Myra. Yes. Thank you, Coach. Uh, well, revival is going to look like a lot like what David does in his show. He sings a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have Habakkuk uh, 3, 1, to 3. A prayer of Habakkuk, the prophet upon Shinghoff. Oh, Lord, I have heard thy speech and I was afraid. Oh, Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make it known in wrath. Remember mercy. God came to Tenoff and the Holy One from Mount Paran, Salaf. His glory covered the heavens and the earth was full of his praise. Hallelujah. Amen. The Amen. earth is still full of his glory, isn't it, David? It's Amen. still full of his glory. Clay, Amen. come on in. I think about the, uh, the troops that, like you say, that fought for this country and, and, and I think about them coming up on the beaches in those amphibious vehicles with those doors about to let down and go into that, that, that gunfire that they're about to step into and wonder if they would do it again, if they could see what America is right now. Amen. Well, they wouldn't, would they probably wouldn't, but you know, I spent some time, David and I spent a lot of time yesterday and we both agree on the same thing. Our battle well, you talk about it, David. What is what is the battle? What is the battle? What is it we're missing in the battle that we're in? <clears throat> the battle that we're in, you know, we're God's soldiers. We're in the military. Scripture talks about this, right? I think we'll all agree with yep, that. Yep. If, if you're in the military and you're gathered around strategically for a battle plan, 
what is it that you're going to go after? If you're a bomber, if you're sending out your jets, your planes, are you going to tell them to bomb the nurseries? Are you going to tell them to go over and bomb all the hospitals? No. You're going to bomb the government buildings. You're going to take out the generals. Positions of authority. Positions right? of authority, folks. There's nothing wrong with praying, uh, you know, against or for the, the the student council or the, you know, the lower ends of the local. Nothing wrong with that. I'm not saying. But you can do that all you want. Meanwhile, the positions of authority are still wreaking havoc and spewing out their venom upon what's going on. So it's they're, like, blow, they're blowing up a train over they're, here. They're right, right. They're causing chickens to die over here. Everywhere you look, boom, boom, boom. They're hitting us in so many different directions. Yeah. So I think what we have to do, Coach, what God laid on my heart, especially going to Hollywood, is David. Don't focus on these little actors. Don't don't come <laughs> don't come against these little actors. Most of them, they're not even home. They they don't know what's going on. You know. They're acting. They're acting. Right. <laughs> Go, go to the generals, go to the owners of the studios, go to the entities that own the studios, go to these people. You pray them out. You pray. And I'm telling you, folks, if we start just transitioning over to that mind thought, you're going to we're going to see such a huge difference of, 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 of empires crumbling, empires crumbling, because that's why we are in the condition that we're in is that it is all about us. Coach and I talked about this. Even us, we go to a certain point, but then we stop because we go, oh, it's self-preservation. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go it's any gonna further. Cost me too it's going to cost me too much, right? And, and I don't want to go back to this revival because I know we already talked about it, but I want to make sure revival is not about self. In other words, I'm standing in line to go to this revival because I want to feel good. I need an experience. I need, it's about me. It ain't about that, is it, Coach? No. It's no, about it's repentance, and then what can I do out there? Amen. So so I, I will look at this revival, because I'm going to stop <clears> by there on the way home, and I will be able to judge its uh, it by its fruits a month, two months, six months from now. What came out of that revival? Are they going to leave and go and start taking out the generals of the demonic forces, or are they going to just... Go dance, go dance in the streets. Go dance in the streets or, or whatever, yeah. you know. So did I? So, well, David, a good question popped up. In the, in, what about these guys, these actors and actresses who say they sold their soul to the devil? Did they really? I mean, did they really do that? Do they understand what that even means? No. Let me, t- let me give, give you something, guys. Uh, I think I can talk from this platform like this. That's a diversion. When somebody comes out and tells you they sold their soul to the devil, they probably didn't. Because anybody that sells their soul to the devil, you'll never hear about it. They're not going to go out and broadcast it. But the devil sends people as a diversion to say these things for sensationalism. Ah, you see that guy sold his soul to the devil. Anytime you turn from God and you compromise, you are selling your soul to the devil. And I tell, you know, I get, I get, people out of church, pastor friends of mine saying, David, uh, you know, these, these Hollywood guys. So I said, pastor, let me tell you something. There are more people in the church right now, apostate church and in the pulpit that are selling their soul to Satan than there are in Hollywood. I said, <laughs> the only difference is Hollywood's being honest about it. You, we aren't okay? okay. Turning away from God, compromising, you're selling your soul to the devil. So most of these actors in all honesty because I've worked with many of them, they don't know. Uh, they're shallow people. They're shallow. They, they're they not at home. 
They're being used. Many of them are possessed. Certainly most of them are oppressed. Many are possessed. So therefore, they don't have any control over what they're doing. So therefore, they're being used as puppets. What we have to do is focus on who are the puppeteers. Okay, so listen to this. My buddy David told me this one. He said, uh, the pulpits are filled with men who couldn't make it in Hollywood. Expound on that, David. Yeah, you know, a lot of preachers, um, they have created their own little Hollywood in the pulpit. You know, if they could have, they would have gone to, to Hollywood and been in movies, right? I was sitting with some pastor friends of mine when I got out of the, uh, you know, from the Baptist uh, teaching seminary, whatever you want to call it. And we sat around and, and they talked about Hollywood once again. And I said, you know, guys, I said, let's face it. Most of us sitting in this room really want to be, I mean, not me, because I've already been an actor, but you want to be an actor. You couldn't, you didn't have the guts to go to Hollywood, audition. <laughs> so you built, you're making your own next best thing, step in the pulpit, let people worship you. And boy, you could have heard it. Uh-huh. They go, what are you talking about? I said, look at television. Look, look at these guys. You know, that you, you flip a switch, they go on TV, they got this different persona, all of a sudden, you turn off, the flip off the switch, they walk off that stage. That's so true, man. Now, <laughs> yeah, and that's great for me as an actor, because when I'm in front of the camera, like with Last Evangelist, I turn on a character. Right, right. But you can't do that for God. You got to be real, you know? Look, Clint Eastwood isn't Dirty Harry. <laughs> He's Clint Eastwood, right? Right, exactly, right, right. <laughs> so- we thank him. He created the creature. So listen, you watch some of these big, big pastors that draw all these crowds. They step in the podium and they become an actor. They become an actor. Right. Not all of them. Right. Not the hardworking pastors out there that are going out and hard. But what are we drawn to? We're drawn to the good actor. Oh, he's a good preacher. Yeah. He mesmerizes me. You guys know what I'm saying? Somebody give me a thumbs up. Somebody say amen. So I know at least I got one friend out there. Right? Amen. And so, so as a result, we end up chasing after pastors. Yeah, I want to watch pastor. Play. I want to see him act out this. You get it, folks? You get it? Yeah. Oh my goodness, Jack, come on in. Then George. Oh, uh, Coach, I'm so glad you read that that uh, thing from the unknown. I don't know if I sent it to you or not, but I know I I was reading it, and I could never have read that out loud. I couldn't get through it. I can't even yeah. think about it. It was so poignant. And uh, the other thing is when, you, when you're going to strategically uh, go to war, the first thing you do before you take out the generals is you confuse the communications. And so mm. change the world. Change the words. Change the culture. Amen. Change the words. Change the world. Amen, Jack. Thanks, man. That was heart-moving, wasn't it? It really was. George, then Paul. I thank God for you, Coach. You bring yes. the thunder. Amen. It's all just... It's all Jesuit theater. The name they use, the Hollywood, Jay-Z, Eminem, is the Rain Man. They give it up to the Rain Man. That's the name. Alas, for the day of the Lord is at hand. And as the destruction from the Almighty shall it come. How ye, for the day of the Lord is at hand. It shall come as a destruction from the Almighty. Behold, the day of the Lord cometh, cruel both with wrath and fierce anger, to lay the land desolate. He shall destroy the sinners thereof out of it. Amen, George. Amen. And I was thinking of something as I'm watching some of the comments and everything pop up, uh, pop up in here. 
you do know this, don't you, friends? That multi, I'm sorry, mega churches are built from emptying smaller churches. You do, you tell me, come on, tell me you know that, right? Amen. Uh, mega churches, they're not getting new folk. They're stealing other people's folk. Because why? Because people are drawn to the production, the performance. They want to associate with it. They want to go to this church. It's like being for the Browns or for the Bengals or for the Packers. We go to this church. Oh, really? You're part of Come on, you grow up, right? Tell me the truth. Dr. Paul, come on in. Uh, a little uh, food for thought. Um, yeah, so physicians or doctors, I should say, are also actors. Um, they're they're yeah. pretending to be healers. Anyway, so I did want to ask you this because it's kind of important. When you take that oath, when you belong to the club, whether that club is medicine or that club is Hollywood, you're taking an oath. You're selling your soul to the devil. David? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, okay, so most of the people in Hollywood, because I, I was there for years, you know, and, and I worked, I did movies for HBO, I worked with Tony Curtis, Martin Light, Ernest Borden, and these, you know, studio guys, um, they don't take an oath like we know it. Like, I take this oath, now I'm selling my soul. It, they, they, they just do things to show allegiance to. You they, don't pl- they don't pledge allegiance, they, but they have allegiance. They, they have allegiance, right. So what you're saying is correct, but sometimes people, they misconstrue that as we get in a room somewhere and Satan hands us a contract and we sign it. It usually doesn't happen. Now, now it does sometimes. You know, there I've been to parties. They've had what they call channeling uh, parties. I've uh, been to, you know, studio heads that have fed gods in their homes and stuff, and I've seen... The, the, the definitely evil, but most of the common people, including the stars, like, let me give you an example. Um, I was sitting on the set with uh, Tony Curtis and, uh, uh, and some other guys that did a movie called prime target. And, uh, we were talking about the condition of Hollywood, where it was going. This was about 20 years ago. And, uh, I remember Tony saying this, he said, you know, David, he goes, I'm, I'm concerned about the way the morals of Hollywood are headed. <laughs> okay. He's good. Cause somebody said, what happened? We need more John Wayne's. And let me t- tell you my perception, the way I perceive it during that time, the Jews were getting bought out in Hollywood. Now Tony was a Jew actually he changed his name. Uh, many of the actors were Jews. They changed their name. Uh, but what he didn't know, what I know now is that we were being bought out 20 years ago by China. They came in very aggressively bought the Jews out uh, and took over Hollywood. And this is why they said we're concerned about the moral compass of Mm. Hollywood. Folks, there is no more morals. The Chinese have come in and they've, they've completely taken out, taken out the, the, uh, uh, the uh, Christianity, even a, a, what do you, a consciousness of Christianity. Mm-hmm. And now what's happened is the mega churches, I was telling coach, have moved into Hollywood the past 10 years and set up shop in Hollywood, uh, mega churches with this uh, fake gospel. And they're sucking actors now into these mega churches and they're indoctrinating them with the syrupy cotton candy land Jesus uh-huh. message. So see, all this is a, it's a plan by the enemy 
to uh, to do well. This is why we are where we are now. So this this is I'm gonna I'm gonna send something here because it's funny he would say that because that's my mind was automatically gone there. You know LeBron James. I'm looking for a picture of me with LeBron James here. LeBron James just became the the uh, all time NBA scoring leader. I don't know if you guys know that. Past Kareem, nobody who ever played basketball scored more points than LeBron James. Wow. He's now the king, right? And there's an argument over whether or not LeBron James was the greatest player of all time, yada, 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 yada. And I'm, I'm going to tell you this. LeBron James was a church hopper. You say, what? Yeah. Yeah, he started out in Cleveland, and the team wasn't good enough in Cleveland. So he found a better team, and he went and played on that team. And he won some championships on that team. and then. That team wasn't as good anymore, and LeBron hopped churches again. He said, I'm going to leave Miami, and I'm going to go uh, – well, I, I'm going to go back to Cleveland. And I'm going to go back to Cleveland, and we're going to win some championships there in Cleveland. And then when Cleveland wasn't real good anymore, he said, I need another church. I need a bigger church. Mm. I'm a good praise and worship leader. I need a bigger church. So he went to the Los Angeles. He went to Los Angeles and wins championships in Los Angeles. But the end result of it is – LeBron James will never be the GOAT, the greatest of all time, because why? He church hopped. He he didn't get into a town and build a team and stay there forever and ever and ever and let his legacy. He was a church hopper. In fact, he's thinking about hopping to another church right now because he wants to win championships for him. Folks, I'm telling you, the pattern of LeBron James and the average Christian church hopping it's a, it's the spirit of the age. Come on in, Rochelle. Wow. Hey, good morning, team. Thanks, Coach. Um, yep. I wanted to comment on um, the way Hollywood uses uh, the movies and it's as programming as uh, to program the masses, sort of say. I, I'm sure you two have heard of this movie that Netflix let out uh, last year called White Noise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which basically is just replaying what ha- what is happening there in Ohio with this chemical That's spill. Exactly, yeah. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, um, like, do people realize who, when they're in these movies uh, that there's what they're doing? Do you think, like that movie Eyes Wide Shut, for example, mm-hmm. um, that kind of outed what was kind of going on there in Hollywood, but everybody pretends it's not happening or that they didn't see that. Are they aware Um, of the agenda? I think that's your question. Are they they aware of the agenda, David? Not the lower level actors are not aware of the agenda. Now I'm not going to say Tom Cruise or anybody specifics, not, I'm just going to tell you in general, they're not aware. They're just being used, but it's a really good point. uh, What you brought up is the brainwashing, but remember it's not just the, here's the funny thing about it. You know, gaslighting is that Hollywood will do something right in front of your face. Then they'll make a movie and tell you what they're doing. Yep, <laughs> and, yep. and yet people don't even get it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so, so here's the point. When you're watching this movie, the biggest propaganda right now is not just the movie. It's the commercials in the movie. These commercials is what's really now Satan has gotten into these commercials and there, he's really wreaking havoc. And I'm going to do a show on this sometime because I don't think we have time to get into it. But be very careful about these commercials because, you know, they uh, 50 years ago, they banned, the FCC banned the subliminal advertising they were doing in movie theaters. It was so uh, detrimental to people's psyche. They'd turn things upside down. They'd show clips of naked people just for a split second until it went to the courts. 
and they, they actually banned it. Well, now they're because there's no FCC in a lot of situations, you know, with Netflix is not monitored. They don't there's nobody to monitor them. So you have to be careful when you're on these t- television networks now that don't under are not an, under umbrella of authority. Even though it's not really authority. Uh, <laughs> they have no accountability. So be very careful. Our government's there as well. Huh? <laughs> it's it's there as well. Uh, Glenn, come on in. <clears throat> yeah, good morning. <clears throat> good morning, guys. Uh, David, morning. you seem to be on the cutting edge with the, the, the type of films that you're making. And, you know, I know, like, for example, Pure Flix is the Christian alternative to Netflix, but a lot of those movies are kind of bland. It is, is it, yeah, uh, to be polite. Uh, where are you? Are are your movies able or your films able to big uh, you know break through uh, on a national level? You know, similar to what Mel Gibson okay, so Glenn, did. So I hear where, Glenn, I hear where you're going. Here's what David told me. Right, he's trying to take edgy Christianity into Hollywood because these people who are atheists are saying what. Wow. Yeah, yeah they're going. I, I screened uh, Last Evangelist in Hollywood. It was my best, biggest screening ever. As a matter of fact, one of the studios hosted it. They heard heard about, you know, and they they hosted it. And they came afterwards and said, dude, this stuff, I haven't seen this before. I thought you said it was like a Christian. And uh, they said, I've never seen this guy. You know what I'm saying? But I like what you're doing because you're, you're, it's about taking people's rights away. Even an atheist can relate to it because they're getting their rights taken away. It's, in a different way, you know, but, but the answer about national, um, I, I said to the coach a long time ago, I said, any Christian movie that draws in millions and millions and billions of dollars and seeks the masses and the masses love it. You got to ask yourself, is that really the gospel? Hmm. Because Jesus said, they hated me. They will hate you. This road is narrow. Many are called you were chosen. Folks, what part of exclusive, what part <laughs> of narrow, what part of it's just a small, do we not understand? So I, God told me to put it on davidhevener.tv. It is a paid platform. It's like $60 for the year. And it's doing very well. Matter of fact, Roku and some of the platforms, they even contact, they said, we're very interested in what's going on with this you know, channel and all this stuff. So we're doing episode two. I, but when I do that, I'm going to put episode one out free. So then it'll go to the masses, maybe with the pay it forward. So to answer your question, God told me, he says, you're going to go in through the back door. Don't go in anymore through Netflix and don't, because they've bought a lot of my stuff, you know. But what happens, it, 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 they, they end up either <clears throat> taking stuff out, they want me to rework it, whatever, and getting on the pure. Or bury it. Or, or, or bury it. And getting on the other platforms that are alternatives <laughs> to a Netflix, Christian, I won't mention the name. Be very leery of these platforms, folks, because it's watered down gospel. Cheesy. Cheesy. I'm going to say it's watered down. Yeah. It's just watered down. And anytime you water something down, it is a compromised gospel. What is a compromised gospel? It's lukewarm. Amen. Amen. You know, J- Jesus doesn't like cheese. He said, if it's cheesy, I will throw throw it up. I'll vomit it out of my mouth. So thank you for bringing that up because I think that's important. So Dave, if you would, Spencer, throw back up there, uh, DavidHeavener.tv, because David's trying to raise money. He's making this next version 
20,000, 23,000? Yeah, it's just $20,000. Which is really, you know? I mean, it sounds like a lot, but well, it really well, isn't a whole yeah, lot. Because I'm working for nothing and I have all the equipment and stuff like that, so we can do it. Yeah, this is davidhevener.tv if you guys care to join. But if you go to lastevangelist.com, you'll see where you can actually there donate. It is. There it is. Uh, They've raised $5,300. They need just under $20,000 to produce this next. Right. Uh, right. And, and you know, called what? It's called the insertion. The insertion. You're talking be, about the jab. Yeah, you can become a donor. You can become your own fundraiser. And, you know, Sherry uh, Tenpenny called me and she go, David, I, I really want to support what you're doing. And she was made a, a very uh, uh, large step. And, it was, you know, because she gets it. She yeah. gets what. Folks, listen, if we don't educate people on this jab and we don't educate them on what's to come, I, we're going to. What does the scripture say? That if we see, I'm paraphrase, see the train coming, uh-huh. we don't blow the trumpet. Uh-huh. Their blood is on our hands. That's what it says. I don't Isaiah want. Nine. I don't want their blood to be on my hands. You know, I want to blow the trumpet, and this is my way of blowing it. So, Amen. So, you know, if you guys lace it on your heart, that'd be great. Judah, coach, you guys are nailing it. This is good stuff this morning. Thanks. A lot of people don't talk about this stuff, and uh, the reality is, you know. Going back to, I think it was Rachel or someone was talking about the, these film people. What's happened is they become part of something that they they don't know. You know, they're they're going after their own inner desires from the Hollywood aspect. When we talk about the controllers, we talk about the movies and agendas. You know, the occult. When people talk about what they're doing. The films are portrayed in a way because they can't do anything that supersedes God's laws. So when they make these films, it's their way of portraying through the word. It's almost like them them in their world, the black cult magic. It's like they get permission to do what they need to do in this realm. Mm. And uh, it's very interesting. But that's why in the films, they portray these things two, three, four, five years in advance, thinking they can get permission and buy them from the people. Now, the reality is an organization, this is actually a website maybe you should bring up. It's called uh, asmglobal.com. ASM Global is a funding backer for all of Hollywood, all the music industry, and basically owns every music stadium worldwide. So ASM Global stands for A Scottish Rite Mason. (laughs) This group. When you go down to the bottom, go to the contact section at the, at the far bottom. Scroll all the way down to the bottom. How do you contact these guys? You have to break the white light. Their white what? light. That's their contact section. And where is it located? Hollywood, California, baby. <laughs> so you get to these studios. The studios, the logo in Hollywood of the stars, the studios, is a Freemason Compass and square. They got double over top of each other of the all seeing eye. This isn't made up stuff. It's in, I'm surprised they haven't plotted it out on Google Maps, but you can actually find it. And these guys, they're seeking worldwide fame because they're after what George Bush called the thousand points of light. They worship Satan, Lucifer, and that is their God, and that is the God. That these Masons, the Molten Knights, all these other people. We got to go, Judah. We got to go. David. Amen. 
Say goodbye to everybody. Bye, everybody. Well, Love you guys. What, I appreciate David it. David Hevener. What do they find? Yeah, last yeah, evang- last yeah, evangelist. Yeah, lastevangelist.com or go to davidhevener.tv and join me Monday night, 7 p.m. You guys have a lot of great things you're talking about. Join me. I, I do a live show. Blessings. See y'all uh, tomorrow. Thank you, David. God bless.